Alright, if uh, you'd like to turn your songbooks to 255, uh, that's what we'll be led here in a moment, to 255. And then if you have your Bibles, I'd invite you to turn with me to Exodus chapter 4. I'm going to read a passage out of Exodus chapter 4 here in a moment. Uh, you know, I've uh, had the opportunity to, you know, hang out with, uh, you know, other preachers, whether it was in preaching school or at, you know, uh, preachers meetings. And um, there's one thing that kind of seems interesting about them is that uh, they would consider themselves, I guess uh, the best way to say it, Bible snobs. And what I mean by that is, you know, they, they own many different Bibles, right? They have these different colors, they have these different shapes, versions, etc. And they'll talk about, you know, hey, my Bible's, uh, you know, made of goat skin. It costs, you know, $200. It's got this fancy spine. It's got stitching instead of glue. You know, it's got this gold trim, beautiful gold trim. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's got this European paper, you know, the, just the finest of paper. And, you know, I, I'm just not a Bible connoisseur. Right? That's not my thing. You know, I think probably the most that I've ever spent on a Bible is maybe around $70. I just don't care really about that. I try to take care of my Bible and not necessarily uh, go out and spend a very expensive and purchase a very expensive one. But then, you know, then you think of, you know, the Common Pew Bible. You know, here's an example of one that I grabbed, right? This one's, it's in bad shape, isn't it? Uh, it's made of paper. There's some stickers on here. Maybe this was yours at one time. But, uh, you know, Pew Bibles... Uh, we don't really take care of them very well. Uh, we, we, we often neglect them. You know, they aren't bound. Uh, they're, they're made of paper. You could easily tear the covers right off of them. And we're not going to display them. We're not going to show it to our friends. We're not uh, going to be proud of them, right? We're not going to pass it down to the next generation, of these pew Bibles. But these common Bibles, they play a very important role uh, within uh, our evangelism. Right? These are often given to unbelievers, pew Bibles. Right? They're, they're, these are the Bibles that are most often shipped overseas. Right? These are the most given out at, in jails. Right? More, more sinners have read the Bible, the pew Bible, and obeyed the gospel than, you know, the, than the $200 version. Right? This Bible is going to reach more people than, again, that expensive Bible ever will. And though it's poorly made, often neglected, mistreated, you know what it still has? You know what this pew Bible still has? The eternal words of life. Right? There are going to be more people in heaven because of a pew Bible than of a fancy $200 Bible. And God can take common things. And that's really the emphasis of this lesson. God can take the most common of things and do great things with it. Look at Exodus chapter 4. Uh, that I mentioned here, starting in verse 1. Uh, notice here, as uh, Moses uh, is speaking to God, it says, Then Moses said, Well, what if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. And the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A staff. And then he said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand and grasp it by the tail. And so he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand, that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. I don't know if you've ever caught that before, but what a great question God asked Moses. What is in your hand? What is in your hand? And Moses is just thinking it's just an ordinary staff. Right? It's just this, this staff that I picked up, right? Just an ordinary staff. And then God turned it into a snake. 
And then uh, as a demonstration of his power, you know, later he's going to use this during that first plague when he strikes the, the, the Nile River and turns it uh, into blood. But again, the idea here is God can take these common things and do great things with it. Right? Think of other places in the Bible. Remember Samson when he took that, that fresh jawbone of a donkey and killed a thousand Philistines with that common jawbone. Or when David defeated Goliath with his sling, right? a sling. Or think of that lad with those five loaves of bread and two fishes and how he fed 5,000 people, again, with these common things. And then there's your story tonight, your story. The question that we ask you tonight is, what's in your hand? Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10, uh, Solomon wrote, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, and we kind of talked about this in our Bible class tonight, but Paul wrote, you know, serve, serve as if God is watching you. Don't serve to please men, but serve as if God is, if you're working for God. So again, the, the question I ask us tonight is what is in our hands? What's in your hand? You know, maybe, maybe it's a spatula, right? We'll use that to the glory of God, right? Bake a cake. You know, I love cookies. You know, uh, I know other people love cookies, right? If someone's depressed, use that to the glory of God. Go and uh, cheer them up with that. Maybe it's an ink pen, right? Maybe that's what's in your hand. Use that to the glory of God, right? Write them a note. Write them an encouraging note. Maybe it's a wrench. Use that to the glory of God, right? Inspect a vehicle, you know, help someone out. Or maybe it's a fishing rod. But again, use that to the glory of God. You know, take someone fishing that's never been fishing before. You know, encourage them in the Lord. Whatever you've been trained to do in this life, whatever you're gifted at, Use that to the glory of God. Because again, you can take common things in this life and do great things with it when God's behind you. And that's the encouragement that I want to leave you with tonight. And maybe someone here this evening is ready to become a Christian. And we would love the opportunity to help you with that, uh, to baptize you into uh, Christ's church. And uh, the waters are prepared behind us. We know Jesus said in Mark 16, 16, He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. Or maybe this evening you need the prayers of this congregation. Maybe you need the encouragement from this congregation. Maybe you need to be more committed to serving the Lord. You know, using those things that may be in your hands to serve him to a better capacity. And maybe you want to repent of that. And maybe, again, you just need to draw the encouragement that we can help you with, the prayers. Again, whatever you need uh, uh, tonight with help, uh, let us know as together we stand and sing this song of encouragement.